the Old Testament reading from Joel chapter 2. If you wish to follow along, you will find it on pages 901 and 902 in your pew Bible. Even now, declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting and weeping and mourning. Rend your heart and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and abounding in love, and he relents from sending calamity. Who knows? He may turn and have pity and leave behind a blessing, grain offerings and drink offerings for the Lord your God. Blow the trumpet in Zion. Declare a holy fast. Call a sacred assembly. Gather the people. Consecrate the assembly. Bring together the elders. Gather the children, those nursing at the breast, Let the bridegroom leave his room and the bride her chamber. Let the priests who minister before the Lord weep between the temple porch and the altar. Let them say, spare your people, O Lord. Do not make your inheritance an object of scorn, a byword among the nations. Why should they say among the peoples, where is their God? Then the Lord will be jealous for his land and take pity on his people. The Lord will reply to them, I am sending you grain, new wine, and oil, enough to satisfy you fully. Never again will I make you an object of scorn to the nations. This is the word of the Lord. The epistle is from the fifth and sixth chapters of Paul's second letter to the Corinthians. If you would like to follow along, it's on page 1145 in the Pew Bible. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. As God's fellow workers, we urge you not to receive God's grace in vain. For he says, in the time of my favor, I heard you, and in the day of salvation, I helped you. I tell you, now is the time of God's favor. Now is the day of salvation. We put no stumbling block in anyone's path so that our ministry will not be discredited. Rather, as servants of God, we commend ourselves in every way, in great endurance, in troubles, hardships, and distresses, in beatings, imprisonments, and riots, in hard work, sleepless nights, and hunger, in purity, understanding, patience, and kindness, in the Holy Spirit and in sincere love, in truthful speech and in the power of God, with weapons of righteousness in the right hand and the left, through glory and dishonor, bad report and good report, 
genuine, yet regarded as imposters, known, yet regarded as unknown, dying, and yet we live, beaten, and yet not killed, sorrowful, yet always rejoicing, poor, yet making many rich, having nothing, and yet possessing everything. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the sixth chapter. It's on page 960 in the Pew Bible. Be careful not to do your acts of righteousness before men, to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. So when you give to the needy, Do not announce it with trumpets as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets to be honored by men. I tell you the truth. They have received their reward in full. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your giving may be in secret. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by men. I tell you the truth. They have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. When you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show men they are fasting. I tell you the truth, they have received their reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face, so that it will not be obvious to men that you are fasting, but only to your Father, who is unseen. And your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where moth and rust do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. This is the gospel of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The text that serves as the basis for Tonight's sermon is the Old Testament lesson from Joel chapter 2 that you heard read earlier. Return to the Lord your God. Sounds a little strange to say these words of the prophet Joel to people here, to you this evening, faithful, baptized Christians. Say to you, Return to the Lord your God? Well, we can think of a whole lot of people who should hear those words, 
those that haven't been here in a while or those who don't even do it at Easter and Christmas, but maybe once every few years. But dare I say those words, dare I say them to you, those of you who are here almost every week or every week or more than once a week, to you who have come tonight, Ash Wednesday, and of all things, since 1945, it's never been on a Valentine's Day. And then you came up and had the humiliation of ashes put on your, as well. Return to the Lord your God. Are those words for you? Are they words for me? An old Minnesotan, this boy is, would say, you betcha. Why? Because you and I have wandered from the Lord. Little by little, you've become more comfortable in the world, comfortable with the ways of this world. Think of the things your grandma said that were no good. Like my wife's grandma about the television. This is of the devil. And now when you look at it, there's a lot of truth to it, isn't there? In more ways than one, you become more self-reliant. And your measure of things is how well you control every day of your life. Every day, day by day, your focus has shifted from God and others and made yourself the center of your own universe, laying up for yourselves treasures on earth. How do I know that's true? How do I know that that's happened to you? Here's why. The Bible says so. And not only that, what the Bible says about you, it's spoken of to me. And I know it's true. How easy it is to wander from the Lord. How easy to forget his word and truth. How easy to take his love and forgiveness for granted and to make ourselves the Lord of life. And so every year, every Ash Wednesday, the Lord speaks to us through the prophet Joel, return to the Lord your God. That's right. It's not Joel, not me. It's God speaking to us. And he goes on to say, for the Lord is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. Do you know what Ash Wednesday is all about? It's about sin. My sin, your sin. It's about dust you are, and to dust you shall return. 
We're dying folks, aren't we? It's about sorrow and repentance. But that's not all. It's about our Lord who is gracious and merciful, calling out sinners, calling sinners to repentance. And if you've ever been lost, you know how comforting it is when you hear someone call your voice and you've been found. Like our second son, lost in a mall when he was four years old. What a comfort it is to know that there's someone who is looking for you, yearning for you, and wanting you back. And tonight, your Lord is calling out to you, return, return. But then, how do you return? Is it with some 12-step program? Some Dale Carnegie course? Some process at where you're at work making your Christian life better? No, not at one of them. To return to the Lord is to, to return by way of the cross. For the cross is where we find the Lord of life giving his life to give you and me life. The cross is where our wandering sins were nailed down on Jesus and he bore them in his own body. The cross is where Jesus became sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God. The cross is where our death bit the dust and we were reconciled to God. For it's there that Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And so we return, not to an angry, offended God, but to a loving God who is gracious and merciful, to a Father whose arms are wide open to embrace you in his love and mercy, to a Son who loved you so much that he was willing to come and be here and to take your sin upon himself, and to the Spirit who now fills your life with the life of God himself and who opens your ears so you hear the call. All of that makes tonight, this night, this Ash Wednesday, and all the season of Lent, a solemn time, but not a gloomy time. Lent is a serious time, and yet at the same time, a joyous time. It's time to run back to our Father and find home in his arms. And we do so every week, certainly as we gather here, but now in Lent even more so. For in Lent, we go to spend just a few moments or an hour in reflection and repentance, but a whole season a whole 40 days to breathe in the word and spirit and sweep out the dust and cobwebs of sin that have been growing and accumulating and encrusting in every corner of our lives. Lent's a time to revel in the forgiveness that climaxes in Holy Week and to rejoice in our salvation, that we are not only saved from 
sin, but save for life. Life now and hereafter. And that's why the church has traditionally focused on three things during the Lenten season. These three things that we heard from Jesus in our gospel lesson. Prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. We do these things not to do something for God or to pay for our sins or to show others that we're really good Christians. No. We do these things to help sweep out of our hearts and focus on living life not in sin but in Christ. For fasting is all about the denial of our appetites and cravings. Prayer is a denial of our sense of power and control. And almsgiving is all about the denial of our false notion that we're self-sufficient and don't need others. And so through fasting prayer, and almsgiving, we take our eyes off of ourself. As we hear the call of the verse for the season of Lent, come fix your eyes on Jesus and others to teach you and me that life is not about us. To teach you and me that life is not about laying up for ourselves treasures here in this life. To teach us that we don't live by bread alone. To teach us to die a death that will end up in life. The life of Christ that will never end. That life for you here tonight. For Christ is here for you this very moment to feed you with his body and blood. Come and return to the Lord your God tonight and all this season and all of your life. Return, for this is a favorable time. Now's the day of salvation. Return to the Lord For he is abounding in steadfast love. Return, for here is your heavenly treasure come down for you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The peace of God passes all understanding. Guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus to life everlasting. Amen.